Man, I fucking love this song, bro. I don't know why, but it's such a fucking banger. Oh shit, yeah. Oh fuck. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Welcome to Flamingo. Man, let me lower this shit real quick. Welcome to the Flamingo Show. I think there's episode 7, episode 8, something like that now. But fuck, man. This is supposed to be episode 8 anyways, but the episode that I did with Will. I did another episode with Will Downey, but that shit got deleted, bro. It wasn't until the... <clears throat> what? Ah, oh, fuck, yo, I'm dehydrated as fuck. No! Oh, yeah, shit, I'm playing NBA as well whilst talking into this, so, you know, what? fuck it. That's just how we move here at the Flamingo Show. I just realized, yo, since... Because I haven't done a solo episode since episode one. And in episode one, like, bro, talking on your own in a room, on your own. Like, trying to be your own company is so goddamn distracting. It's like, bro, I started looking at the ceiling and shit. I, I just need something to, like, focus me and all that shit. And also, I haven't played video games in a while, so, you know, this is kind of... I don't know, it's kind of refreshing, you know? Just having that fucking alone time just to be doing shit like this, man. It's like, fuck, all the work that I've been doing with the sleeping dogs and everything like that. You know, trying to... Ah, man. Life is just fucking peaceful, bro. Especially when you hear this song. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me pause this game. Let me turn it all the way up. Sweet, sweet ginger green. <laughs> Bro, I'm hyping myself way too much, bro. <laughs> oh shit, man, it's been a while. It's actually been a while. I don't know. You know, I, I, I didn't think that I was gonna do another solo episode until that episode got fucking deleted. Not even deleted, it just didn't record. It recorded the first 11 minutes. Man, I felt bad. I felt bad. I was like, I wasn't that pissed. But I was like, yo, fuck. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have to put that episode, like, the first 10 minutes. Gonna have to snippet it. Put it in out of context maybe i know a lot of you guys were probably listening probably don't know about out of context it's just this little like shorts show where i take all the best parts of the flamingo show how the fuck was that a three-pointer man that's fuck yeah and, um yo okay yeah <laughs> this, bro all right never mind never mind never mind someone just disrespected yao ming i mean you don't you just don't go ahead and do that shit man yao ming's the goat he's the goat but yeah, man, I'm not really much of a fan of basketball. I used to be for a while, but I'm more into um, more into MMA, as you know, more into fighting and all that stuff. But fuck, I feel like I'm waffling. I'm already at the three-minute mark and shit. But yo, I'm just, I'm just fucking paranoid now. I'm just hoping that the recording doesn't cut out in the middle of this. I just, bro, I can't lose another episode. I can't lose another golden episode. But, oh. Backcourt violation. Shit, okay, yeah, this is just gonna be going on throughout the entire recording, but fuck it. That's how we move here at the Flamingo Show. Nothing more genuine, nothing more solid. But yeah, I just... Ugh, man, I need to skip this ad. I need to keep the jazz going. How does this sound? I know you guys can't hear me, but... Well, you guys can't answer me anyways, but yeah, fuck, I think it, I think it sounds pretty damn good. Man, jazz is such a good idea, man. I'm so glad that I came up with this concept. I mean, yeah, I know it was like, uh, you know, to cover up the shitty uh, audio quality in the beginning. But, man, I think the jazz really is here to stay. I think it really is here to stay. I just hope this recording's here to stay, but fuck it. Anyways, yeah, I'm just going to be playing NBA throughout this entire recording session. But, really, I'm going to try and keep on topic as much as I can without getting too distracted. But, honestly, like... 
having something on in the background just makes it a hell of a lot better. You're just able to concentrate more. Or at least I am anyways, but fuck it. I named this podcast episode... What the fuck did I name? Uh, nothing but a good right hook. And you know what, this is sort of like in, in response to what I was... Uh, like, I, I kind of touched on it a little bit in uh, the last episode that I did, which was with Will. Which was like, hey, yo, most fighters are not very... That I struggle... Fuck, man, I've... <laughs> man, shit, I hope fighters... You know what, fuck it, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I hope that... Because fighters usually are humble enough to take criticism, man. It's not like any other sport, really. Where it's like, oh, well, what, 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 what the fuck did you say? I know a lot of people are gonna hardly contest this, but bro, if you hung around guys who love to fight or guys who, who make a good living or make a good name from fighting, really, you, you, you tend to notice a pattern with fighters where it's like, bro, that you're not you're not exactly a rocket scientist, are you? You're not going to be winning any Nobel Peace Prizes for any sort of... <laughs> you're not going to be inventing the next penicillin anytime soon. Let's just say that shit. But, yo, to, to put it bluntly, though, mo- where the fuck is Yao Ming? No way I subbed out Yao Ming. Are you fucking kidding? Eee! Okay, fuck, yo, this is just gonna be happening throughout the entire podcast, but bro, that fucking 2 was... Oh, bro, I did a fucking pass back and just shot it. <laughs> okay, I gotta stop acting goofy on this shit, but yeah, yeah, fuck. Man, that guy didn't even shoot properly. He pushed with the palm like fucking Kuroko on Kuroko's basketball. Has anyone watched that anime? That anime is pretty damn good, I'm not gonna lie. Like, a couple episodes get a little boring from time to time, but yo, I, I fucking love it. It's pretty damn good, it's epic. I just wish that they had more like, you know, fucking anime style fight scenes because it's more basketball than an anime, but fuck it. Anyways, I, most, most fighters are just not smart, really. And I think that's the reason partly why sports like, bas- uh, sports like boxing, for example, took such a long time for fighters to get paid a fair amount. And sports like MMA, well, we already know that MMA does not get paid well at all. Even at the highest levels. Even a champion level, I would argue, okay, even though, like, let's take UFC fighters, for example. UFC fighters being, like, the top of the top in terms of of fighters, in terms of competition, is just like a a never-ending shark tank of killers. Even those guys at champion level, let's just look at the champions, like Kamaru Usman, Never mind Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is, is, is sort of, he's the anomaly, for sure. He is the anomaly where it's like, okay, he's actually been smart enough as well to be able to branch out, being able to do other things. And I'll get onto that in a minute. Why I think that most fighters are not smart. It's not because they're not smart in terms of IQ. It's sort of like in terms of, you know, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll reveal it as we keep on going along with this narrative, but. Anyways, a champion level like uh, Stylebender, Israel Adesanya, uh, Kamaru Usman, uh, what is it, Jan Blahovic, um, never mind John Jones really, but yeah, I'd say I'd include him too. Even a champion level, there's not, they don't get paid, they should be getting paid more. Even though the champions get paid a lot, they should be getting paid more. They really, really should. 
it's kind of worrying that okay for all that work you only get paid that much I mean some people hear a million but then it's like bro a million over the course of like 10 years is like oh I, I don't know I don't know that sounds kind of iffy especially when you're a top-level athlete you're sacrificing your life your well-being you've sacrificed so much time like bro some of these guys you look at and you're like bro if you went into any other sport you would be you'd be able to retire like 15 times over it's absolutely ridiculous and for me that's what actually kind of killed the dream of me going to the UFC a little bit where it was like bro I don't want to be a UFC fighter I looked at, I look at the way that they get paid and I'm thinking to myself bro that can't be me that can't be me man me being from a broke family bro I'm tired of being poor so there's absolutely no fucking way that you could actually that you could actually make me poor and then also make me fight as well and that's the reason why I'm kind of at this university even though I don't really want to be at university level that's kind of the reason why I'm here I'm like fuck you know what I guess I'll, I love fighting that's for sure and the temptation for me to leave and just be a fighter is 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 always there every single day I'm always trying to convince myself to stay in education where I'm like bro what I know what will happen like what if I come across a set of circumstances out in the real world that will stop me from being a fighter and then I've closed off this door or I've wasted this certain amount of time you know I don't I don't really you don't really get another chance well, you do, but let, let, let's just put it this way. You don't want to be closing down doors prematurely, is what I want to say. You don't really want to be sort of burning boats before you have a plan. And me at my age right now, and other people at my age as well, similar ages, we kind of have this thing where we kind of think, okay, yeah, we, we, we sort of know enough. But then the danger is that you don't really know enough. What you What you really know is just one thing and you're not bringing in other circumstances you're not analyzing other variables you're just really strong-headed in one direction and that I find that especially to be the case with us men as well us boys where we're, we sort of have this like almost like to put it in the nicest way possible like sort of an autistic one-track mindset you know how like because my cousin has autism like my one of my older cousins has autism and one of those things really that really shows through is that one track sort of mind like uh, he's really into airplanes so airplanes is the only thing that he fucking talks about that's it that's really it maybe he'll talk about like what he had for breakfast or some shit but other than that it's like bro airplanes all the time all the time that sort of one track mind where it's like listen unrelenting passion for one thing and in that, you can often make the mistake of sort of pushing away everything else in your life. Which I personally think is a good thing unless it actually becomes a detriment where it's like, okay, you're just, you're just living in a sort of nonsense world where nothing else exists except you. And that can be a dangerous place because what happens if I quit now? I quit now, I become a fighter. And then with this fighting game, especially in MMA, I mean, maybe in boxing, but again, boxing is another thing, especially when you're on lower levels. Boxing is another thing where it's like, 
if you're not at the high enough levels. Like, you can make decent money in boxing, for sure. I think boxers get paid a good amount, and I think that's because of all the different uh, boxing federations and stuff like that. The fact that it's not, you know, sort of, uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, they have different athletic commissions and shit like that, and so they have more money, something like that. Something like that. Not, not to get too deep into it. I don't know much about boxing, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like a, a filthy casual when it comes to that shit. But uh, yeah, in, in terms of money, there's just a little bit more to go around. And uh, there's no Uncle Dana to be a gatekeeper or anything like that <laughs> in, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, only giving what? They give the fighters, I think, 20% of, of the total UFC like revenue, something like that. I think the NBA gives the fighters or gives the, uh, the athletes, what, 50%? Something like that. Something crazy like that. And you look at that disparity where other athletes are getting paid double. And it's like, god damn, it's not even about, okay, fight for your food. It's like, most of the UFC fighters, from what I've heard and from what I've researched, they, they don't, they, they pretty much make the same as a McDonald's worker. And we're talking high-level athletes. There are 500 fighters in the UFC. And for you to make any serious money where you're like, oh yeah, I can afford to buy a house. Not even like, it's not even like fuck you money. It's not even like giraffe money. You know what giraffe money is? That's the shit that Michael Jackson had. It's, yo, it's not even to that level. It's just like enough money where you can definitely send your kids to private school if you wanted to. Uh, where you can buy a house and buy yourself a nice car. But it's nothing too crazy especially in the world of athletes and so on like we see these you know uh boxers for sure and we see these nba guys we see these football guys where it's like just a ridiculous amount of money where it's almost unnecessary like it's an unnecessary amount of money it's not even to that level really it's not even to that level and that's only that privilege where it's sort of like and it's not really fuck you money. It's more like uh, screw you money. That's what it is. It's like one level below fuck. Man, that was a good three-pointer. God damn. Shit, that was smooth as fuck. James Harden, what else do you expect? But where's Yao Ming? Where's Yao Ming? Yao Ming. Man, that, ooh, ah, uh, bro. How was that a fucking foul? Come on. Come on. Man, no, 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 no. I need to replay that shit. Hold up. But yeah, the fuck, what was I saying? Anyways, yes, it's not even to that level, and that's for the champions only. So for people who don't understand, I think there's like, what, nine or ten weight divisions? That means that there can only be nine or ten champions. That means that out of 500 fighters, there's only nine or ten people that can actually... Unless you're like a Nate Diaz sort of character where it's like, hey, people want to throw money at you. But this is where I'm gonna get to the fighters not being smart thing. Just, just wait, just wait. I'm, I'm, I'm building up my case, all right. Just in case, just in case there are actually a couple of fighters who are like, you know what? Fuck this guy. What's his name? Flamingo. You know what? Fuck this flamingo guy. Oh wait, okay. I'm on the replay. All right, yeah, that was kind of a foul. Actually, I kind of touched up his wrist. Man, hope he liked it though. But you know, fuck it. You know. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm just making, I'm just building my case well. Just in case, you know, people take offense to this, but fuck it. <laughs> Listen, if you, if you take offense to it, I'm, I, 
it's my opinion uh, so you know screw you <sighs> but yeah damn it's only nine or ten people out of 500 that make it's not even fuck you money it's screw you money like i said before it's not enough it's not a justifiable amount for the amount of sacrifices that ufc fighters make yao ming's off the bench let's go let's go yeah that's screwed now they're leading by five <laughs> man i'm about to be trailing by 15 let's go yao ming look at him look they, look at how scared they get Ooh! bro let's fucking oh, okay all right yeah <laughs> yao ming let's go bro they called a timeout Bro, they called it. <laughs> as soon as they saw Yao Ming, as soon as they saw him step off the bench, bro, I'm betting you right now, before the end of this podcast, Yao Ming is going to get player of the game. I swear to God. Fucking Yao Ming, let's go. No one else like him. Ah, no, 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 no. They subbed out James Harden. Okay, yeah, fucking hell, I'm waffling quite a bit, but screw it. You're here to listen in on my conversation. I didn't invite you. But goddamn, yeah, 9 out of 10, uh, well, 9 to 10 out of 500, that's a worrying amount, who don't even make that fuck you money, they make a, they make a decent amount, they make a decent cut, but then the thing is, as well, once you lose that championship, and with, with the MMA and with the UFC, or with MMA, really, especially in the UFC, not only is it a shark tank, but mixed martial arts is unpredictable as hell. I mean, me for one, I'm a I'm a light heavyweight, but then I can kick, and what I'm I'm six one just for reference, I can kick all the way up to like six foot six, six foot seven, uh, mostly because of my my Kyokushin karate background and sort of like reinforcing that that flexibility. I always work on my flexibility. I'm a karate switch stance fighter for now. That's sort of my my style, but bro. <laughs> Uh, you you would not expect it looking at someone like me someone with a large frame where it's like you know this guy kind of looks like maybe you'd be more of a wrestler well yeah you know i wrestle too i wrestle too but then i'm i love striking i love striking mostly with my legs and i'm like well what the fuck seeing how unpredictable someone would think i am just what the fuck would happen if I come across someone who is just as unpredictable? Maybe it's like a skinny-ass guy. He looks skinny. You think, okay, he's going to be a... Man, that was a deep three. Jesus Christ. And we're caught up all because of Yao Ming. The GOAT. The GOAT. Let's go. Look at him. Fucking monster. You see that guy in real... He looks like he's about to eat everyone on that court. Straight up cannibalism. Bro. Let's fucking go. Oh, no, you just got... Oh, that ruined it. And where was Yao Ming with that rebound, though? Shit. I might name this podcast episode Yao Ming or some shit. I might, I might just... I might just... Oh, no, 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 no. You don't get to disrespect Yao Ming like that and walk away with your kneecaps. You don't get to... Whoop! <clears throat> ah, okay, fuck. Alright, I need to recompose myself. That was... Mm. What, what was I saying? What the hell was I saying? Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. 
seeing as how uh, this is the halftime show now i'm like what uh halfway through the game in in nba that's sort of how basketball works for you guys who aren't really that into basketball you know what i'll think that with the way that the uk sort of adopts like american culture in like a large way i'll think that basketball would have something some sort of an effect here but nah not really seems to be like you know football things like cricket tennis stuff like that but i thought basketball would have something here but man finding anyone who's really into basketball who like knows anything about basketball it's like almost impossible here in the uk but damn it is what it is it is what it is but yeah just for reference i'm not american i am not, i've never been to america before ever ever i'd love to not not to live there man fuck that those guys seem tapped those guys seem just strange just that it's it's like i'll always say this all right america looks like a third world country and first world rapping those guys have problems those guys have problems but man i like to go there just like as a novelty just take all the pictures of all the fat people waddling around and shit like that you know i want to see if they actually exist i want to walk in a walmart that's what i want to do shit and also i want to see if anyone can figure out that my american accent is, is counterfeit on a, I just want to. I just want to see. I want an authenticity check. If I make it through without them saying, "Hey, hey, where are you from, anyways?" Then I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I passed. I passed." You know what? Every time James Harden gets back on the court, ah, Yao Ming, let's go. Oh, oh, beautiful pass. Beautiful pass by Yao Ming. Beautiful pass by a beautiful man. Look at him. Look at him. How tall is he anyways? I think he's like, what, a good seven feet? Oh, maybe I'm exaggerating, but nah. When it comes to Yao Ming, exaggerations are often the truth. Just goat status. Goat. The goat. My goodness. Just, oh, 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 no, 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 no. What was that? Oh, never mind. I saved a perfect deep three by James Harden. But anyways, yeah, as I was saying, seeing how unpredictable MMA can be, I mean, looking at a guy like me, a frame like mine, me being a light heavyweight, you'd think, mm. Also, jiu-jitsu, I work hard on. I'm, I'm, I'm still a, a, a filthy, you know, lower, lower stat. I'm a second-class citizen in the jiu-jitsu world in terms of me being a, a white belt. I'm just a white belt. I got my one stripe, but... but Honestly, I, I think I might restart over at, at Combat Athlete. Because I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I got that one strike pretty damn quick. I was like, oh, damn, are you, are you sure? Are you sure? I mean, I, I'm, nah, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to improve as much as I can. In all aspects of fighting, really. But, uh, yeah, seeing as how unpredictable I am, I'm, I'm, I'm a striker, mostly kick. And I have good jujitsu for a guy in light heavyweight. That's a weird combination of skill sets to have. And so when you link that to the UFC where it's a shark tank, it's guys who literally that that's their living. When big when big old when big daddy government comes knocking to the door looking for taxes, that's exactly what they deduct their taxes for. For fighting. That, that's exactly where the government, that's all they do. All they do is fight. That's what they do for a living, pretty much, primarily anyways. That's how they make their income. Uh, many of them, and, and shockingly enough, actually have part-time jobs. And I'm thinking to myself as a professional athlete, what the fuck is, I don't know if you guys know, but 
well, everyone in the UK should know for sure. Like back in the day, uh, footballers used to be like football was their side job. And I'm talking football on, on, on like the big stage in terms of like, you know, football clubs like Manchester United, Liverpool, what Chelsea, all these football clubs that we know now. Footballers back in, what was it, like the 50s or 60s or whatever the fuck, back, all the way back then, footballers used to be like just normal guys. They didn't do it professionally. And I don't really know if they got paid or anything like that. They were just like, many of them were like high school teachers or something like that. Firemen, all that nonsense. It's like, bro, that's crazy. And that's kind of how... MMA fighters are being treated, especially in the UFC, where it's like, oh, well, <laughs> and Dana White always has that that quick excuse of his for people who know, you know, well, if he doesn't want to fight, he doesn't want to fight. And it's like, Dana, they obviously want to fight, you slimy bastard. You know what? I love Dana's heartlessness. I fucking love it. I try to adopt a bit of that selfish prick attitude, sociopathic nonsense into my own shit, too. <laughs> but it's like, damn, I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You, you, you're trying to appeal to the dumbness of fighters where it's like, bro, of course I want to fight, bro. Of course I want to fight. Ooh, fucking perfect foul. Of course I want to fight, bro. What are you, you, you think I'm scared? I'm going to show you. Ooh, and then you got this whole dance of grown men trying to impress other grown men. It's like, bro, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing because I know a lot of people who get into fighting aren't really the types of guys who want to be told what to do for the rest of their life, not really. It's kind of like, it's a pretty rebellious thing to get into. And so for you to actually sit there and try and fight, risking your well-being, probably risking your life because you're, you're man, uh, fighters, fighting is no joke. It's no joke. You don't know, like, bro, you really think that I'm gonna sacrifice my well-being to fight some crazy, some crazy Polish guy? in a cage for nothing you well actually fuck it i'm doing that now but then i mean at the highest level where that's your only source of income and you getting injured means that you effectively don't have a job and you can't pay bills you can't feed your kids you can't send them to school for you to do that for pennies is dumb in my opinion it's dumb. It's stupid. I've that's what? Man, why the f <sighs> Anyways, yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's stupid. I don't understand that logic at all, man. Let me take a sip of water real quick. Oh shit. <laughs> that was kind of loud. <sighs> But yeah, that's dumb. That's stupid. At the highest level. For me to do that at the age that I am at now, I'm, I'm, I'm a young man. I'm a young man. I can kind of afford to do that shit. And also, that's kind of the reason why I'm also still in university as well. Where it's like, okay, I, I can't... Realistically, I'll... Ideally, I'd love to just fight. To just fight. That's, what, that's ideally what I want to do. Where, listen, I just get into a, a jiu-jitsu gym... I just, I just get on the mats, all I do is roll, all I do is spar, all I do is hit pads, I just, everything, I just, I'm studying fighting, that's it. Because it's so much more fun 
than this bullshit that I'm doing on my course. I fucking hate my course. I hate university. I've never wanted to come to university in the first place. I was actually like violently against it. I was, I was, I was just opposed to it. I was opposed to it. Even all the way up to the first day that I landed in my room, I just was not impressed. I was like, really? Okay. Uh, is this where I have to sit to get that piece of paper at the end of it? Will it be worth it? You know, I still got another three years to go of this nonsense and I've only been here for two months and I already hate a bro. Bro, I've done more fighting here at a place that doesn't even have an MMA society. You know, that's what I'm trying to create, but I've done more fighting here at a place that doesn't even have like proper fighters than I've ever done in the past year, I think, of, of me being an MMA fighter. Cause you know, my, my one year anniversary is gonna be in December. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, for anyone who wants to, man, should I create a Patreon? I'm a starving university student, bro. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of extra cash. Fuck, who is this guy who's sinking deep threes, man? He's kind of killing me here. Shit. Ah, <laughs> call out a timeout, you bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. But anyways, yeah, I've done more fighting here at a place because I'm I'm in the middle of nowhere. And I am in the middle of nowhere. I'm at a fucking, well, actually, no, fuck it. I'm not going to give away too much. But yeah, I've done more fighting here at a place that doesn't have an MMA society or I can't even really, like, all the MMA gyms are far away. I haven't stepped foot in an MMA gym since I got here, actually. And it, it kind of sucks. It really does suck. But I think that's just sort of my like uh, young man angst where I'm just, I'm willing to sort of fight the world, if you know what I mean. I'm willing to sort of forsake everything else just for this single-minded goal of, of fighting. I don't even want to be a champion. I don't. I don't care about all that champion nonsense and whatever the hell. I just want to fight the most dangerous man I can find. That's it. And... You know what, listening to myself, hearing that, I can understand, I can, I reason with myself, and I, like I said before, I reason with myself on a daily basis to stay in, to stay in education, because even if I don't value that piece of paper, someone else does, or at least a large, uh, at least a large portion of society does anyways. And if you hear my goal for me to fight the most dangerous men I can find, that doesn't sound like a very specific goal, does it? It doesn't sound specific. It doesn't sound very smart. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like a good long-term strategy. Like, what the fuck does that mean? What? Because at least when you say champion, you can kind of put a price on it. You know that you get all sorts of sponsors and shit like that. Uh, the most that you'll get with fighting the most dangerous men you can find, yeah, you'll you'll probably make it to champion status. But then, if your goal isn't to be top level and to earn money from it, your goal is, is something else. Oh shit! Oh, all right, damn, that was a good way to end the third quarter. But yeah, um, if your goal isn't to be an absolute menace in terms of marketing and so on, not having like a good marketing team behind you, just starting off kind of like Money Floyd uh, uh, Mayweather, even though I'm not really a fan of his persona, I think he's kind of goofy and cheesy, he's kind of, you know, eh. 
that whole money persona is kind of it's 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 you know what I hate to say this but it's fake. I know that sounds like a very stereotypical thing. Oh, he's fake. Oh, he's fake. Nah, I I don't mind the fakeness of it, but the cringiness kind of hits you. It hits you in the gut. But you know what? I love to see a black man get paid. So fuck it. I don't I don't care. But yeah, I think he's kind of goofy. Best defensive. He's the goat. The goat. The goat in terms of defensive boxing. My goodness. Even though he's aged, he's still sharp as a knife. It's, bro, you can't. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Let's go. Oh, bro, charge through the defense. Come what? What? You're actually getting bullied by cow. He let. Bro, don't let him. <laughs> bro, Yao Ming. Oh, never mind. Drexler's got that shit, bro. <laughs> Yao Ming. Yeah, I know that was that was a fluke. That was a fluke. Are right, you the goat? Untouchable, literal god on the court. Just. Oh. 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 Don't. 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 Don't shoot over Yao. Don't shoot over Yao Ming. Please. Please don't do that. That look look at him smashing the what? Bro, I don't Obviously it's not Yao Ming, it's me. I'm I'm the one who's who's screwing up, but they're kind of making him look like a fool. And I know Yao Ming's not a fool. I know he's not a fool. What? Bro, Yao Ming just missed an alley-oop, bro. That's, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, Yao, Yao Ming's got this. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Oh. oh okay, with the rebound. There we go. Whew. Listen, I wasn't going to start up again until Yao Ming got something, all right? You can't start the freaking final quarter like that. Come on, bro. Come on, G. But anyways, shit. What the hell was I saying? Listen, I'm going to recover. I'm, I'm pretty good at... Uh, well, I'm not good with keeping on track, but I am good with getting back on track, though, that's for sure. Who called the timeout? Who called the timeout? Was that me? Ah, shit. Ah. Man, that's not good. That's not good. Trailing by six, calling a timeout. What the fuck? All right, yeah, all right, fine. But yeah, anyways, <clears throat> yeah, that's not a good, reasonable goal, and I, I don't like people who, oh, fuck. Listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of podcasts. I don't watch TV. I don't think I've watched TV in a long time. Yeah, I watch anime, um, but even then, I don't watch it often at all. So any sort of like, that's my number one form of, of entertainment, really, podcasts. It's not even entertainment. It's kind of like, bro, I need something to focus me where it's like, man, I just need some, I just need some life advice. What the fuck? Oh! What? what? Who did I foul? Man, they probably paid off the referee. God damn. But anyways, yeah, it's... Just, just the need, you know, when, when you just need some wisdom and you're like, bro, let me just search up some, some random podcast. I just need someone to tell me some, just someone to speak so that I can hopefully latch onto a good term or good phrase that they say, and then hopefully it can dig me out of this funk. 
You know what I mean? Something that can just dig me out of this this problem that I have where you're like, bro, I just need someone to talk until they say the right thing by accident. It doesn't even have to be intentional. They just need to say something fucking wise so that I can just fix my situation, fix the bullshit that I'm in. That's that's exactly the reason why I listen to podcasts all the time. I'm like, oh shit, man, I need some goddamn golden wisdom. And the number one types of podcasts that I listen to is anything anything with anyone that has a deep a deep perspective to give in the first place. I don't just listen to like <laughs> like Joe Rogan is a good example. When Joe Rogan has some good some good guests on that's like damn that's the time to listen where it's like bro it feels like the guy who's talking is sort of like created a vacuum where it's just literally vibing on a different wavelength you know i mean just vibing in space just like just an unbelievable level of vibification you know what i mean you know is that fucking vibification is that a word that's not a word Shit, but y'all, it's just, it's so deep. It's deeper than words, bro. It's deeper than words. It's like, bro, you just need that all player of the game. What? It's not, well, actually, yeah, Yao Ming hasn't had the best performance, you know, but yeah, fuck it. Yeah, player of the game, Hakeem Ola, Ola Juwan, Ola Juwan, Ola Juwan. Why does that sound familiar? I've never seen this guy before, I don't think. But, Yeah. <sighs> nah, never mind, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. But yo, I'm gonna come to Why Fighters Are Dumb in a minute, alright? I'm just building my case. I'm building my case bit by bit. It takes time, especially when you're saying something controversial. That's why I love long forms of media. Because that's where you can get a true perspective. You can't... The reason why I called my short clips show out of context is because it's a conversation that's been taken out of context. You can't get to know someone through like a 10 minute conversation or something like that. I, I don't like when people talk to someone for like 10 minutes. Let's say, you know, like bro, most, <laughs> most people, especially when you're young, you're not a good judge of character. Not fully anyways, not fully. And I think that's where like a lot of young people bullying comes from. It doesn't come from hatred. It actually comes from misunderstanding. But that's that, I think that's a conversation for another time, at least. But yeah, most young people especially are not good judges of character. So it's like, bro, you can't judge someone's character based off of one thing that you heard about them. You can't judge someone's character off of a 10 second conversation. One thing that I don't like is like when people talk to someone like just a little bit of a conversation. Maybe it's like a friend of a friend and then you're like, oh yeah, he's a decent bloke. Decent bloke, what, you you barely know him. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, that was a good conversation, I guess. But then, man, I've, I've, I've wow, oh shit, they're closing the gap. I'm just leading by three points. All they need is a good run and I have a feeling one of them is about to go on fire, but shit. Yeah, I'm talking about the NBA game, but yeah. Oh, Yao Ming. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Yao Ming, stop it. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, no, no. I think, I think this is where, where, yeah, most people, most young people are not good. Oh, what? Wow. So, you're going to do that to my boy Yao Ming. Let's go. Let's go. Charge the hoop. Charge the hoop. Oh, let's go. Fly like Jordan through the air. But yeah, 
I think this is where, yeah, most people are not good judges of character. So it's like, bro, can you really judge me based off of a two minute or three minute conversation, two to three minute clip? That's where you're gonna, that's why I always plug the Flamingo show at the end of Out of Context. I'm like, bro, go and, go and listen to the rest of the podcast. I know it's funny to listen to shit out of context. It's funny as fuck. But it's not true. It's not true to the actual fucking, what can I say, the lore? It's not true to the actual statement that was being said. All you're doing is listening to a little snippet of a conversation. But most people are too lazy to read the whole thing. And by read the whole thing, I mean, like, you know, just, just invest time. That's why people don't read anymore. That's legit why people don't read anymore. It just takes way too long to digest. People want shit that's quick. Same thing with same thing with everything. Everything needs to be digestible. Everything needs to be smaller. Everything needs to be slimmer. Everything needs to be quicker. That's why people are eating fast food at crazy rates. Everything is fast. That's why YouTube videos are getting shorter. Which is why it's kind of crazy that podcasts are sort of such a popular thing. But I think it's because we're so starved of actual substance that we're like, yo, bro, just I need, I just need to conversate. I just need to conversate with someone or listen to a conversation. You know, you have, like, it's the same thing with uh, fast food or junk food. Like, if you're to have junk food for a week, bro, at the end of it, you're going to feel like, man, I, I, I want an apple. Not like, oh, I should have an apple. It's like, bro, I genuinely want an apple. Can someone give me something with roughage in it? God damn. I, <laughs> my energy is depleting. That's exactly what you feel at the end of like uh what at the end of the night as well when you've just been out drinking for a long ass time. When you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like drinking more, unless unless you got like issues or something like that. But the average person is like, bro, I I feel like I need some water. You know, I'm gonna have some oats. I'm gonna go to church <laughs> or some shit. Yo, I I don't I don't feel like drinking like I did last night anymore. At least at least not for a good couple of days. Like, you know, you give yourself that grace period where you're like, damn, I, I need something with substance. I think it's the reason why the Flamingo Show has seen, you know, a good bit of success. And, of course, success is subjective. But I I would say that my show is pretty damn successful. In my right, really. I know it's like a small ass. It's a, it's a pretty small audience. But I, I get pretty good viewership, even though I don't upload as often or as frequently as I'd love to. It's, it's still just fun. You know what I mean? It's just, I love, even though, yeah, there's always something to complain about in life, but man, I fucking love my life. I really, really do. Even though there are a lot of problems, a lot of things that I have to deal with. There's some mornings where I wake up like on this morning or, well, actually this is more afternoon. Yao Ming! Oh, that has to go on the highlight. What? No, no, no highlight. I see. I see. You're hating on my guy Yao Ming. I see how it is. But yeah, even though there are a lot of things that are not exactly ideal, overall, I can still say, man, even though life isn't where I want it to be for now, I am still going. I'm still going. I'm still going and I'm still enjoying going as well you know what i mean like if i were to drop dead now i wouldn't exactly be mad 
but you know, I kind of want to see where this life thing goes, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, I, if, if I'm crossing the road, I'm about to get run over, I'm, I'm going to take a step back. You know what I mean? But, yeah, fuck it. I mean, if, so, if something was to attack me or some shit, it'd be like, yo, okay, it is what it is. I had, I had a yeah, pretty meh run. I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to die. Oh, I'm going to die. It's like, eh, nah, you know, if I, if I die, I die. But shit, I kind of want to see where this life thing goes, though. There are a lot of interesting developments happening in my life. I, I want to stick around to see how it goes. So, yeah. yeah. Fuck. <sighs> what the fuck was I saying? Shit, I might name the podcast that. I might name the podcast either Yao Ming or... What the fuck was I saying? That's exactly what I... <laughs> But no, I, I like, I like, oh yeah, I was fighting about, I was talking about uh, fighters and fighters being dumb. Yeah, anyways, a lot of fighters, they just exist to fight. And that's part of the reason why I'm still in university. I've, I've matured a little bit more, but then I'm still having that clash. I'm having that clash between immaturity and maturity. On the immature side, I just want to fight the most dangerous men I can find, period. I don't even know how the fuck I'm going to make money from it in terms of fighting now i have very good marketing i know how to handle social media i I'm a, i have a podcast and i have all that stuff but i'm not making any money from it i'm not making any money from it at all and so it's like okay as soon as i leave i'm definitely gonna have to get a part-time job and that's kind of where the dream will start to get smacked in the face by cold hard reality because i don't really like being told what to do not really. I think that's one of... It could be a good thing. It helps me. It hasn't harmed me so far. Of course, I'm not like a militant reject about it. I'm not like, oh, don't ever tell me what to do. Oh, I can't work for anyone. I, I'm not I'm not constantly throwing tantrums and shit like that. Trying to, trying to be defiant and so on. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I just don't like being made a bitch out of really i really don't enjoy that at all i don't i love freedom i love and i'm gonna have fuck you money i have no choice but to have fuck you money where it's like i if i want to travel here i'll travel here if i want to buy this car i'll buy this car and if i want to send my kids to this private school i'll send them to this private school i don't ever want life to tell me no at some point now of course here I'm at the stage where life is constantly telling me no and that's already playing on my ego because my ego is way too big for me to stay at peasant level I'm tired of being a peasant level I'm sick and tired of it that's why I work so damn hard every day every day every day there's not a single day that goes by where I'm unproductive but yeah anyways despite my skills outside of the cage with being able to market myself and show myself off in, in, a, in, a, in a good light because you know social media marketing being able to handle technology and being able to advertise is a skill on its own being able to write your own propositions and negotiate your own shit it's a skill on its own and these are the skills that fighters often lack like bro you see many fighters you see plenty of fighters just, just, bro. You'll see plenty of fighters who have, and fighters have amazing lives. They're not like the average 
human being. They're epic. They're not like the average human being today. They're not like the average human being ever. These, we are modern day gladiators where you you just garner the respect of, of most people around you. Now, of course, there are plenty of people who see fighting as barbaric and so on. But you know what? Even those assholes are absolutely willing to buy a ticket or watch your highlight reels when they come around. When they come around, they're absolutely willing to do that. Everyone and their mother, everyone and their grandmother wants to see a fight. So it's just, it's, it's the most basic primal thing that hits everyone on, on, a, on, a, on a level that's indescribable. For people to see a fight, that's like, that's their shit. Now with tennis, or even with football, it's kind of like, eh, hit or miss sort of thing. But then with fighting, it's just different. It's different where every, everyone wants to see it. Or at least 99% of people. Now with football, there's probably maybe 80%. Maybe 90% of people who actually want to see a football match. If you're in the UK, for sure. And 90%, 80%, don't get me wrong, that's pretty high. And that's only my own estimation as well, if I was to put a number on it. But with fighting, it's 99%. That's the number that I'll put on it. Even the people who claim to be the most disgusted by it. Oh, it's barbaric. And oh, well, you know, people getting into a fight. Why would anyone want to see that? Man, those are the people who buy the most tickets, actually. The guys who fucking, or the girls who fucking complain about that shit. It's like, okay, all right, you just keep bitching over there. I can't wait to see you ringside. Fucking idiot. I hate when people do that shit fucking you you think that you're morally superior because you're not a fighter or because you don't fight but we garnered the most respect and surprisingly because fighting is something that i wanted to keep a secret but then me and my dumbass, i got it on my fucking instagram so it's like shit when people add you up they see that you're a fighter and then it's like oh you know because i thought okay you know fighting will 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 i don't know especially being black being one of the only black guys here at my university. I thought, hmm, shit, do I really want a reputation for that? But man, I, I, and that was only a split second thought, but I thought to myself, you know what, why are you being such a bitch? You're a fighter, you worked hard to be a fighter and you work hard to be a fighter because really I, I kind of struggle to call myself a full-fledged fighter because I'm not a full-fledged fighter at all. I still have loads to learn. In fact, I have more to learn than, than not, of course. And I think that's sort of always the case with fighting, I guess. Where it's like, bro, you, you, your job's not anywhere near being done. Ever. And that's another thing about fighting as well, which is like, damn, if you're going to pick that as a career choice where there's mastery is a difficult thing to come across. And even when you master something, you're still not a master. If you get what I mean. Fuck, I don't feel like I've explained that well. It, what I mean is like, even when you're at the highest level, you're still expected to have that humility of, okay, I still don't know everything. And that's true for the most part. It's pretty damn true. Even when you reach black belt, you think, okay, black belt is the highest level I can go. No, there's, there's coral belt as well. And even when you reach coral belt, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, there's still higher levels. There's still, there's always levels. There's an endless amount of levels. I mean, guys are still developing new techniques. I'm trying to develop new techniques as well. And I'm just a little fucking 
fledgling fighter who's who's <laughs> I'm just I'm creating my own fight philosophy for fuck's sake it's like god damn if I can do it I know for a fact that there are other people who are definitely doing it and they're doing it in, in a lot more of a of an informed way than I am because with me it's just my creativity and my emphasis on technique to ground that creativity that's what I'm relying on but then it's constantly evolving constantly evolving especially specifically the sport of MMA it, there's nothing more artistic than MMA MMA mixed martial arts that arts part is really the part that I like to emphasize where it's like bro it's just it's so open to interpretation there's so many different formulas in terms of body composition just dexterity flexibility technique creativity it is so it is so diverse in terms of the people that you find that it is it's it's, it's a it is you it's easy to see why it's not a smart thing to be an MMA fighter purely for a living to be a professional MMA fighter and, and pros get paid so my coach said once before the difference between amateurs and pros is that pros get paid amateurs don't get paid although you could argue that they're pretty much at the same level especially when you look at high-level amateurs they're pretty much pros or pro level it's just that they don't do it for like a living and that's the point that I want to get to. I want to stop at amateur. There's no way I want to get paid. There's no way I want to burn unless I'm making good bank as being a pro. And you can't just make your money according to how much you fight. And that's where the dumbness of fighters starts. I know, I know it's taken 50 minutes for me to get to it. It sounds like I've waffled, but listen, you're here for the long form, right? You're absolutely here for the long form, especially when it comes to me. I waffle a little bit, but my waffling has a direction at least. That's one thing I can pride myself on. But yeah, when talking about something like that, you definitely got to preface it. You can't just say, oh, fighters are stupid, man. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> I fucking... I... <sighs> when something is that subjective in terms of fighting, you... you really 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 have to set yourself apart in some sort of a quantifiable way in terms of quality like even with even with fighting conversations or fighting debates there's always a oh no he's the goat no he's the goat no he's the goat no i disagree he's not the goat because he did x x and x and it's like bro they all deserve to be the goat and i know that sounds like a lazy cop-out but hear me out would you look at um what is it, Habib Nurmagomedov, and look at Conor McGregor, and then look at John Jones, look at uh, George St. Pierre, look at Israel Adesanya, there's always some sort of a debate, like with Habib, for example, I would consider him pretty goat level for sure, but then there are people who will come out of the woodworks and say, oh, he's barely fought, uh, fought enough guys in the top 10, oh, he's done this and he's done that, I'm like, bro, <sighs> Yeah, that's that's no that's that's a thing for another time, bro. I'm not about to start a freaking riot <laughs> on this fucking podcast, bro. I'm not I'm not about to do that shit. But yeah, the people who genuinely try and discount Habib's name and and the the scary thing is that you know what? Many of their points are pretty damn valid. 
So you see how subjective it is? And uh, I hope that many of you will know. I'm trying to stay out of the, uh, well, at least for this podcast, I'm trying to stay out of the jingoistic phrasing, the insider talk, because not a lot of people will know about the particulars of Habib. Habib, which which is... Eh. Habib is mostly known for the Conor McGregor fight. He's mostly known as the guy who beat Conor McGregor. And it's like, well, Conor McGregor is a pretty... I'm not going to say easy guy to defeat, but then his, his style was, and his, because lightweight is a packed division as well, and with the fact that he went and tried to conquer a double champ status that kind of shortened down his career, he got richer, he got more wealthy, so he got a little bit less hungry than he used to be, etc., etc. So yeah, it's not like Conor McGregor was like, couldn't be defeated. That's what a lot of casuals like to think. Because again, casuals aren't really in the sport. They don't. They don't really like study up on who and what and why and where and so on. And you know who's number one or who's number two ranked in the world and so on. Most casuals don't really do that. They're like, oh, Conor McGregor is the most popular, and for sure, Conor McGregor is the most famous MMA fighter of all time. Of all time, period, ever. And I don't think that's going to change, at least not anytime soon. He is the most popular, the most famous MMA fighter to have ever lived, ever. Bar none. Even your grandmother knows who Conor McGregor is. But your grandmother does not necessarily know who Israel Adesanya is. She, she doesn't even necessarily know who uh, who George St. Pierre is. Or, or even John Jones. She just doesn't. She probably doesn't. But Conor McGregor, absolutely. Everyone does. Everyone knows. And I don't even think Conor McGregor's been in a movie at all. Even though a lot of these other MMA fighters like Israel Adesanya recently did something for Baki. Uh, Baki Hanma on Netflix where he sort of played an animated character there. And uh, I think John Jones has been in a couple of commercials or something like that. Ronda Rousey. I don't even really know if most people remember who she is. Not necessarily. But yeah, everyone knows who Conor McGregor is. It's it's almost shocking. It's cra- it's crazy. <sighs> but this is where it brings me to the fact that fighters are not smart. Just an inability to market yourself. So anyways, as I was saying, everyone and their grandmother, they pretty much love to see a fight. And you being a fighter puts you in a special category because to be honest with you, most men these days are kind of, they're bitch made. They really are bitch made. So for you to be a fighter is no joke. It's a, fighting is a very honest and evident thing. Like even a filthy casual can tell if your jab looks wrong without them actually being able to throw a jab on their own or being able to describe what's wrong with your jab. Your footwork as well. People can tell if your footwork is like genuine. If you look, if you look like a fighter, if you get what I mean. Even, the, even a three-year-old can kind of like try and put their finger on something being fishy or off about you it, to put it lightly if you if you're crap at fighting people will be able to see it pretty much right off the bat like i don't know maybe you're flinching a little too much your footwork is off you don't have a good box step you're you the way you throw your jab and throw your right hand or if you're southpaw where you throw your uh, jab and cross kind of looks like off you know, if you're not posting up well, you're not confident, you're not breathing well, you're being all 
spazzy and flustered is very it's pretty obvious if you're not a fighter or whether you're a fighter or not it's pretty damn obvious even to the most casual of casuals and so with that fighting is a very meritocratous thing it's a very evident thing you either got it or you don't or you're either on your way to getting it or you're being a pretender pretty much it's a very meritocratous thing it is it really really is and so with that it garners a certain amount of respect from the people around you and so it would be a waste and this is where the dumbness part comes are you, are you ready you've waited <laughs> you've waited pretty much an hour for you to hear my perspective on on the dumb part but the dumb part is that you got all of these people who respect you for being able to do what most people in the world can't either can't do or are afraid to do and somehow you're failing to capitalize on it somehow you're failing to capitalize on it you 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 like bro you see a lot of fighters where it's like man did you record any sparring footage are you doing any like weekly vlogs or anything like that are you doing any sort of marketing have you got a guy to help you market even learning how to edit your own videos of sparring footage or or fight footage or something like that you know learning a little bit of commentary skills that would help you go a pretty long way like look at a uh, paddy pimblet for example he's a pretty good example of, of how to market yourself online in terms of social media and of course a lot of it has been done for him and all love to Paddy, of course. A lot of it has been done for him, but then at least he has, and this will bring me on to another thing as, as well, personality. A lot of MMA fighters, they're, they're, they just exist to fight and it's very obvious in the way that they speak. They can come across, and you know what, I'm, I'm gonna offend the fuck out of everyone, but you know what, if this offends you, this probably applies to you probably applies to you if it's if it actually genuinely offends you but a lot of MMA fighters it's very obvious that all they know is fighting and if you look at the best fighters really or the best like the most memorable fighters I should say like uh, even Ben Askren Ben Askren who had absolutely terrible striking one of the worst fighters ever in my opinion one of the worst MMA fighters ever in my opinion Good wrestling, but what does wrestling matter if you can't close the distance and, you know, you're stumbling over yourself and all that bullshit. But yeah, Ben Askren, he had a mount on him. He just, just being able to, like, hype up a fight in an entertaining way. Not even just talking trash, mindlessly talking trash. Like, uh... Alright, say what you will about Colby Covington. I'm not really a fan of him. I think he's kind of boring, but my goodness, is he is smart. He's another example of a smart fighter. He was about to get let go by the UFC for being boring. For just being a boring guy. He had, uh, he had boring fights. He had a uh, boring persona. But he was smart enough. He was intelligent enough to come from, okay, about to be cut by the UFC to being the number one welterweight in the world. Challenging Kamaru Usman twice. He went from almost out of a job to making big big bucks, great amounts of money, challenging the champion Kamaru Usman, not once, but twice, twice. And whenever you're in that, in those championship rounds, that's where you make money in terms of not just the UFC paying you, 
but in terms of sponsors as well, I mean, he job he bought it like a, a cheap ass suit from fucking uh, I don't know from it looked like it was from a charity shop or something like that. Put on a MAGA hat that he probably got for like I don't know ten dollars or something like that, and then just changed himself, just just transformed himself into the heel, pretty much for all those people who know that old-fashioned uh, wrestling, old-fashioned wrestling term, the heel. It's kind of like your bad guy, so he transformed himself into like, okay, I'm, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Bad Guy, um, you know, I'm, I'm just here to to wreak havoc, and people latched onto that. That's an example of a smart fighter. You can't just exist to fight, because really, in the in the scheme of fighting, if you exist just to fight, you exist to be used. That's what you that's what you exist for. You exist just as a meat, as a meat suit. As a slave like you might as well just work at McDonald's at that point what's the point of having an exciting life if you can't capitalize on it more than the average person more than the average guy you're getting paid the same as a McDonald's worker but then the difference is that a McDonald's worker doesn't risk nearly as much as you and I'm not saying any disrespect to McDonald's workers of course you know if you're if you're working at McDonald's um, you're like a fucking university kid trying to make a little bit of cash you know why why ever the hell not but of course if you're like you know if you're like 30 years old working at McDonald's I got questions but whatever that's that's something for another time but yeah there is a hierarchy in terms of jobs and let's not bullshit around all right I said no disrespect to McDonald's workers but still listen fighting in a cage and working at McDonald's are two completely different things let's be honest right off the bat please please no debate and so for you to not be able to capitalize on that is fucking crazy to me that's absolutely wild another good example well the best example evidently is Conor McGregor your mouth can get you to a lot of wait actually pause 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 <laughs> rephrase that you, the way that you verbally convey yourself and the way that you yeah actually the way that you verbally convey yourself and also the way that you physically carry yourself can get you to a lot of places real quick to, to well they can get you to higher places than if not just being quick being and most people can't do it honestly especially most fighters they just can't do it where you fail to do it just because Colby Covington he's a good example of lesson even though he's cringy and he sounds a lot of his stuff sounds rehearsed at least he's put in an effort to try and make something for himself he's probably studied uh, talking to humans 101 or how to make friends and influence people or whatever the fuck he probably has done that shit in order to get it there but that's a guy who actually cares about his goddamn well-being really because Colby Covington is a good fighter evidently he's gone toe-to-toe -to -toe. like you don't get to number one contender in the welterweight division which is a shark tank on its own I'll probably go as far as to say it's a piranha tank you don't get there by accident he's a good fighter for sure he's pretty damn well-rounded I'll probably compare him and no I don't care if anyone butchers me I'll probably compare him to like a, a mini version of George St. Pierre. A mini version of George St. Pierre in terms of the way that he's well-rounded. He's a well-rounded fighter. 
But Kamaru Usman is just... I would probably say he is the GOAT, really, at this point. Like, I would say that his record has far surpassed George St. Pierre. Now, Kamaru Usman, I'm not really a fan of. I also think he's another cringy character, but he's a good fighter, so I'll give him that respect, aside from his character. But that's it right there. If you're not the best, you better be the best talker. It doesn't need to be trash talk, because there's nothing more cringy than someone who's trash. <laughs> and someone who's trash at trash talking, talking trash. There's nothing more cringy than that. And it's like, damn, man, you... Do you really have to come out in public and say that shit? What, could you not just rehearse it in front of your mirror or some shit before you said it? Do you, do you have any idea how stupid you sound? But it's like, ah, eh, you know what, whatever, whatever, whatever sells the fight. And that's another thing, selling fights, advertising yourself, just creating interests outside of, of MMA. That's the reason why I'm still at university, despite me not wanting to be here. I know that is an absolutely net. You gotta have a fallback plan. You gotta have something that you. Because I can't train all the time. So when I'm not training all the time, I'm podcasting. And when I'm not podcasting all the time, I'm editing. And when I'm not editing all the time, you know, I'm 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 doing other things as well. You know, I'm running a business, or I'm helping my dad run a business as well. And I'm doing this, and I'm studying that, and I'm reading this, and I'm creating a fight philosophy there. I'm figuring out how to put things on YouTube because I'm thinking of putting the podcast and I'm thinking of putting, um, what else? Thinking of putting the out of context show. I'm even thinking of making another show as well. And I'm thinking about, okay, what's the best equipment to get for, for recording, um, sparring sessions and so on. And how do I edit it in an entertaining way? And how do I group it together? And how do I get some good cinematography going? And so, so on and so forth. Just having those skills outside of fighting. Because if you're only a fighter, there is so much room, especially... It's not, it's not just in MMA, it's in quite a few combat sports, like kickboxing for sure. Kickboxers are treated the same, but then you look at most MMA fighters and most kickboxers and they all look like copy and paste guys. Oh, I grew up in a rough area and I decided to take up boxing, you know what I mean? It's either that... Or it's like, uh, you know, I just love kickboxing for sure. And they discard their own personality like your fans don't have anything to grab onto. That's why I like guys like Michael Venom Page and guys like Israel Adesanya. They, they garner quite a bit of hate. But that's kind of what you have to risk to show your authentic self or, yeah. Yeah, because I would say both of those guys come across pretty damn up. Like you can tell that's them. That's just them and the way that they do things in the world. It's not some sort of fabricated persona like with Colby Covington, and again, no hate. Not only do I like to see a black man get paid, I just like to see a man get paid in general. I like to see a guy get a fat paycheck. It, 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 it warms my, my cold, dead heart a little bit more. You know what I mean? Just to see someone get that, that, that cash at the end of a day of hard work, it's like, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's the way that the world should work. But yeah, with those genuine personas though, even with the fake ones, just give the fans something to grab onto. You can't just walk through the world with nothing but a good right hook. You can't. Or at least you shouldn't. That, that's not very smart. Because then the thing is, you, you become sort of like a commodity item. 
And a commodity item is something like bread. You become a loaf of bread. That's what you become. You become a loaf of bread. There's nothing that... You're not even... Like, yo, instead of being a loaf of bread, be a honey glazed donut or something like that. Add some value to yourself, for Christ's sake. Otherwise, you're gonna take... You're gonna be taken advantage of. Especially by these selfish promoters who really don't give a fuck about you in the first place. What they really give a fuck about is the money. And, like, with what I said before, even though the association or whatever organization you're with, even though they garner a lot of money from your body, which is pretty much damn near pro prostitution at that point, the amount that you're gonna get is absolutely nothing. Because the audience, yeah, okay, yeah, of course, the audience cares about who's fighting. But whenever someone is fighting, there, there's always gonna be someone who will pay or there's always going to be a pretty sizable amount of people who are going to pay regardless of who's fighting so you're not special just because you have an audience it's just even two nerds fighting in the school playground is like bro i kind of want to see how this turns out i, I kind of want to see what happens it's not you which is not a good thing when it's not you and it's not about you you're you're, you're not going to be getting a sizable piece of that pie you're probably going to be like most fighters you're probably going to be getting the crumbs try living off of crumbs try it try it i good best of luck to you i don't wish for you to fail just for me to to prove the fact that i'm right but god damn it bro i want to see fighters get paid more because if mma had boxing money i would not be here I would not be here. The only reason why I'm here is because I'm like, nah, 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 boxing, not as exciting as MMA. I've, I'm not gonna lie to you though. Over the course of the last six months, for sure, my respect for boxing has gone up through the roof in terms of boxing, and so much so that I've included it in my fight philosophy, and that's just me maturing. Not only as a man, but also as a fighter, really. As a man and as a fighter, I've matured loads in terms of understanding. Listen, you can't just walk through the world kicking the shit out of people. <laughs> you throw two kicks and then your back is against the cage. You're like, what? Huh? But what? And then you're stuck there. Both your hands are stapled to your chest. Like, fuck, I don't know, I don't know how to use these. And... Or, you know, the guy checks a couple of leg kicks. You're like, eh, I, I don't feel like throwing kicks anymore. And then all of a sudden you got those two useless friggin' boulders. Those two things that could knock someone out, but they're pretty much useless because you haven't trained them up. My respect for boxing has gone through the roof, but to do straight boxing? Eh, meh. I, I love MMA a little bit more. Just as diversity and your ability to be creative and so on. It's just, I like it and I love to do it for a living. But for that to be your only thing, I mean, even with boxing, if you're not at the highest level or if you're not at like a decent level, you're not going to see some good money for a bit, for a good bit, even though there's more to share. I mean, just being an athlete of any type, I feel like it's difficulty level. It should be compensated for. It really, really should. I think a lot of these promoters are scummy, scum, just the just literal grease, just grease. You know that grease that you find at the bottom of your fucking, uh, 
at the bottom of a fucking deep fryer or some shit if you have like a an at-home deep fryer just that grease that you find that grind that you find at the back of your oven that's exactly what most fight promoters are am i am i mean for saying most fight promoters maybe is it fair to them maybe not do i care not really many of these guys have never thrown a fucking punch in their entire lives out here capitalizing on another person's body literal prostitution and like I said before I'm not willing to be told what to do for the rest of my life where it's like damn I have to I have to you have to do you have to do what they tell you or else you won't be able to feed your kids man you might just take me as a hostage already bro what what are you doing what are you doing wasting time? Just tie me up as a hostage. Feed me nothing but a meal plan. Make me train. Because that's effectively what you're doing. Minus the duct tape. That's effectively what you're doing to me. That, that, that would kill me. And I think most men, especially most fighters, just cannot find true fulfillment by doing that. Another thing is unionizing. I know that, listen... You might have to unionize with the guy that you're gonna be fighting a month from now, but it's a fucking job and it's a sport, all right? It's not a fucking street fight. You're not out to kill the person, I, and I hate that shit. Oh yeah, I'm gonna kill him, mate. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, gonna put you six feet under. Like, really, are you? Are you? Because you're gonna look pretty damn goofy if the guy walks out alive. You're gonna look even more goofy when the guy knocks you out, you idiot. I don't like that talk where it's like, oh yeah, I came here to catch a body, bro. I came here. I came here to friggin' no, bro. What? What are you talking? You sound stupid. Do you have any idea how stupid? And you know, if any of the fighters were listening, talking about all that kill, kill shit, listen, it's a fucking sport, all right. You ain't gonna kill nobody. Shut your bitch ass up, man. Talking about you're gonna kill someone in the cage. What the fuck's wrong with you? You're not gonna kill anyone for shit. You're not gonna kill anyone for shit. And just don't mind me. I, I think my voice is going all over the place. I'm sort of uh, trying to put in a new game. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, the inability to market yourself. Inability to have an... Uh, and you notice this with boxing as well. Even though I like boxing, I'm watching quite a bit of boxing as well, which I never imagined in my entire life I would do. But I actually kind of, I kind of find it entertaining. Of course, I watch boxers at round about my skill level. Cause what's the point of watching like professionals if you're not because i watch to study really what's the point of watching professionals professionals are moving at a different wavelength <laughs> to what i can understand so it's like okay all right, fuck you know i of course watching professional shit from time to time is pretty fun but yeah i mostly watch like you know amateur stuff um even white collar stuff as well which is pretty entertaining to watch it can be boring but, um, yeah, it's good to watch people who are around about your, the same sort of uh, skill level. Just for you to really sort of, you know, get that good. That's just that good revision. Speaking of which, I am doing absolutely no revision for these goddamn tests that I got. University tests, what are they called? Tobas? Tobas or something like that. And that's how they fool you. They give you the, this cute-ass name. For what is effectively going to decide uh, the rest of your time here at the university. Whatever. Um, 
but yeah being only a fighter that's that's literally stuffing yourself in a box and it's stuffing yourself in a box that you you will i don't want to hate fighting i really don't want to hate fighting i really don't it would hurt me if a guy a promoter who's never thrown a punch in his entire life were just to take all of my passion for fighting out uh, just out of my body where it's like he's ruined it he's ruined the the entire experience for me is just ruined is just ruined and there's nothing it's just sort of like an irreversible damage to your passion where you, you're pretty much traumatized actually traumatized is probably the right word to describe it where it's like i'm just i just don't ever want to see gloves again kind of like what happened to mike tyson with don king don king a scummy promoter who pretty much stole all his money and shit pretty much made him bankrupt got mike tyson in trouble with the irs which is the for people who don't know it's the america it's the american equivalent of uh her majesty's revenue and customs the tax guys anyways the guys who you really don't want to fuck with i don't care how tough you are pay your goddamn taxes the government does not fuck the government does not fuck around when it comes to money they're the ultimate pimps never mind the promoters the government's the ultimate pimp uh, which is why i'm not much of a fan of them but you know, you gotta pay your taxes, I guess. They just got a lot more power and a lot more influence than I do, so can't really complain. Don't try evading taxes either. That's, that's just not a smart thing to do. But yeah, fuck. I, I really don't want the passion for fighting to be taken out of me by a guy who's never thrown a punch. Probably never thrown a punch in his entire life. I don't ever want that to be the case. And so that's part of the reason why I created everything else around me. Especially while my brain is still, you know, young and good and all that stuff. And it's still all pretty damn intact. You know what I mean? How many people, like, bro, there are no more gatekeepers in terms of being able to just hop on a laptop or hop on your iPad and talk shit. There are no more gatekeepers. So why doesn't everyone... Have a pod. Well, okay, all right. The joke is that everyone has a podcast these days, which is the first, you know, what is it called? It's the first, um, the first, uh, hold up, got to plug in the laptop. It's pretty low on battery. Don't want the goddamn audio recording to go out halfway. That fucking, that would kill me. That would actually kill me. Why did it go out the first time? I actually need, because I've been recording for what, an hour and 20 minutes so far? It has not gone out once. Not once. It's all going well. I cleared all the space and shit like that, like the previous recordings and stuff like that, but this is such a piss take. Why'd it do that? I mean, I'm not nearly as mad as I should be in, in terms of the fact that the recording with me and Will is pretty much gone. Never recorded, but... It's, it's not exactly funny either, but fuck it, you know, it's, it's working well so far. I just make sure to keep the space pretty limited, but here it says that I got free space for another 600 hours worth of recording. So, you know, I don't understand what happened there, but... Anyways, yeah, um... Damn, what was I saying? 
what the hell was I saying? Don't worry, I always get on track, as you know. I always get on track. Sometimes I listen back to these episodes, and I might listen back to like 10, 15 minutes to hear, okay, is the sound quality good? Should I like re-upload it or something like that? And then I notice, you know what, even though I get distracted and I go on a couple of tangents, I usually get back on track. I usually get back on track. But, um... But fuck, I guess not this time. Holy shit. But yeah, you can't just walk through life with a good right hook. You've got to have other things going for yourself. You have to be multidimensional. And it's that understanding that whenever I talk to myself, I, I always have that understanding where I think to myself, you know what, even though I'm tempted to drop out, that would go against the wisdom that I know I have inside of me to know how unwise it is to do that. Not because you're dropping out of university per se, but it's because you're cutting off everything else for just one thing. I'll say it's the same thing for guys who put everything into university. It's like, bro, it's not that deep. Like, what the fuck? And you notice those people who plunge everything into academics are usually the most boring motherfuckers you ever talk to. Ever. Ever. You think to yourself, bro, yeah, you got the qualifications, but who... And you'll probably get hired, for sure. But who the fuck is going to be happy to hire you? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Who's actually going to be like excited? Like, bro, you won't believe who I hired. Bro, this guy, he could probably change the world or something like that. You know, who's actually going to be... And th yeah, th this isn't me trying to throw shade or anything like that. Like, yeah, you know, good on you for focusing on your studies and shit. But damn, is that all you have going for yourself? That sounds boring to me. But you know what? That's just me. That's just my opinion. Do what you want. Do what you want. Everyone has different motivations and so on, but my motivation isn't just to be a one-dimensional bookworm. I have no interest in that at all. I have no interest in that at all. But one thing that I've noticed for sure is that uh, even though I'm having no enjoyment with university at all, I, it's probably a good learning experience for me to, because I listened to this podcast a bit ago that said, and, and the guy said something along the lines of, you know, sometimes you got to do something that you hate in order for you to find something that you love. But then that, that bad period of time is only temporary, really. And yeah, it's temporary. It's only going to last three to four years. And then, of course, I got a placement year where that's apparently where I'll be making some pretty damn good money and so I guess I can't I can't complain really so I'll just wait until then I'll just bide my time I'll be patient but yeah for now hmm, yeah for now I'm in that slump phase where it's like ah oh, fuck I'm here I guess and there's not much you can do about it I guess so yeah I'm here to stay I guess yeah Listen to the excitement in my voice. <sighs> but you can't just go through life with nothing but a good right hook. And I hope that many more fighters will find smarter ways to be able to protect themselves. Just by having that little bit of independence. I think it will go a long way. A long, long way. To getting fighters more pay. 
Because this is a difficult ass thing. It's a hell of a lot more difficult than boxing. Fuck anyone who disagrees to that. It is. It just is. It, it really is. The amount of shit you have to learn, the amount of shit that you have to deal with. I have respect for my boxers, of course, but have you ever done wrestling? You haven't? No? No? Oh shit, but I guess you better shut the fuck up. Fucking wrestling, there's nothing that creates a man faster than wrestling. I swear to you. Even jujitsu. Jujitsu for sure. Man, pfft. Get a wrestler to get in the friggin' full guard of a jujitsu guy. Make a grown man cry. Shit. You ever been put in a goddamn Americana? All that shoulder pressure. You ever been put in a Kimura by a friggin' purple belt jujitsu guy? Bro. Bro. Even a blue belt jujitsu guy is like, man. Especially those blue belts because they're not as refined. Like, yeah, I'm talking as a white belt, but man, I've been crushed. I've been crushed, crushed, crushed by blue belts. I don't know how many blue belts at this point. And they, the way that they put on the submissions is just merciless. Just merciless. They just freaking go for that. They just go for it. And that's when they start to discover heel hooking as well. And it's like, bro, please no. Please, please no. Please no. Just the goddamn abuse I've received. And for all of that shit, I cannot imagine getting paid any less than my fair share. I just can't. But then again, that's probably, that's, you know, it's just me, Jericho Robinson. And I think I'm going to end it there, really, because my ass is kind of falling asleep. I've been doing this podcast in my friggin' boxer shorts as well, you know, just for you guys to, for you, <laughs> for you guys to know. <laughs> is, is it too much information? Would you be more comfortable not knowing than knowing? That's the thing. I I think it adds value. I think it adds value to the podcast. You know, the fact that... Actually, you know what? Every solo pod... Well, I've only done two solo episodes so far. But yeah, in both of them, I've, I've started off in my freaking boxer shorts. I'm in my boxer shorts right now. Um, I got socks on. Um... No shirt, no shirt. <laughs> just, just, just to add a little bit more to that. <laughs> but bro, I'm looking at my legs right now. I'm thinking, damn, should I? <sighs> There's no way I'd shave them, right? Like, bro, I've never shaved my legs in my entire life. That seems kind of weird, to, and it also seems painful. Like, what if you like cut yourself? And also, people are gonna look at your legs like, bro, did you shave your leg? Because you can't just like shave the calf, right? You can't just shave the calf. You gotta shave the entire, like all the friggin', you know, you gotta shave the thigh as well, surely. Like, you can't just shave the calf. It's gonna look weird, especially on us guys when we have like noticeable amounts of hair. Even if you shave up to the kneecap, let's say kneecap to ankle, it's gonna look weird. Or is it just gonna look weird to you? Like, you're not gonna be able to wear like shorts, like Muay Thai shorts, Muay Thai shorts that like cut off half the thigh. You're not gonna be able to do that. That's gonna look weird because people are gonna see, hey, from the knee up, you got all that, and it's gonna, bro. You're kind of gonna, nah, 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 nah. You can't be doing that shit. Yeah, that. But yeah, for any guys out there, you probably can't respond to me. But I'm interested to know for sure, though, if if there are any guys who shave their legs, other than you know Drake, but. <laughs>
I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Certified uh, boy lover is my first. Well, it's, it's my it's my favorite. Um. <laughs> oh man. Uh, certified boy lover. I fucking love that. I, I'm gonna call it forever. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> Bro, I better end this podcast here. I'm just waffling at this point. Shit. Anyways, you know what? There's been another episode of the Flamingo Show. Ah, fuck it. Nah, I'm not good at these sign-outs and all that shit. I don't want to have, like, a fucking, you know, a thing like Markiplier or something like that. I was thinking maybe I'd have something cool. Like, I'll see you next time. Or, uh, toodaloo. Or, you know, well, fuck. No, actually, not toot. You know what? Fuck it. I better just end this podcast before it gets any more fucking waffly. All right, shit. That, okay. This is my sign-out officially where I just raised the volume. I just raised the volume slowly like this. Just raised the volume of the jazz. And then I slowly get drowned out. And then I'll let it play for a couple more seconds because it sounds all like, you know, official and shit like that. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, just fucking... I... I... I want to end it on a good... Ah, fuck it. 